Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 25 of your Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. I'm your host, Logan Bryant. I will uh, get to these co-hosts, Chris Collette and Matthew Hickman, in a minute. But we would be remiss if we didn't start off this podcast uh, in an unfortunate way, the way we ended our last episode 24 um, podcast of Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe was the last guy mentioned on the last podcast, will be the first guy mentioned on this one, dealing with the tragedy that happened to uh, to him and his 13-year-old daughter there. Kobe Bean Bryant was the first pick, um, believe it or not, by the Hornets. Um, was traded for Vlade Divac, decided to uh, win a handful of titles out there in L.A., was the Robin to Shaq Superman, an 18-time All-Star, surprisingly only won one MVP. Um, Kobe wasn't a perfect guy. He had his uh, his troubles in the past, but by all accounts, it appeared he had he had grown from some of those. And you know, I heard a guy say it best that of all the celebrities in 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 LA. Kobe was the celebrity celebrity. He was the guy that everybody wanted to see and everybody wanted to talk to. Um, so a tragic accident that happened with the helicopter crash. Um, luckily him and his wife had a pact that when he started flying helicopters that they would never fly together. Um, or this tragedy could have been even worse, but, uh, prayers up for Kobe, his daughter, um, his daughter's teammates and their families that were also in that helicopter. Um, so, hate to start off episode 25 on a uh, on a somber note, um, but respect to Kobe. To be honest with you, I didn't love him as a player, never loved him as a person, um, but Kobe does represent a, a time period of basketball and of sports for a lot of us, that time after Michael Jordan. Um, you know, his passing is, is a reflection that, one, we're all getting old um, and, and just continue getting older. And then two reflection of, of life is, is here today, but never promised tomorrow. Um, so RIP Kobe, this one's for you. Kobe. All right, guys with that, Chris Collette, Matthew Hickman, gentlemen, how's your week's been? Well, it's been a week. I don't know of anything special that's really happened. Uh, Daughter turned five months old today, so highlight of the week. There we go. Time really does fly with that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's nuts. Um, Yeah, it feels like we were doing that podcast when Logan had all of his dad jokes not that long ago. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that podcast. Yeah, that was was pretty good. (laughs) That was a good memory. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, not a, not a bad week uh, week here either. Doing some remodeling around the house, so that's always fun. Ooh, that's an overstatement. Uh, cleaning up, <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> a little early spring cleaning. Yeah, you know the good thing about spring cleaning is if you do it in the winter, you know what you have to do in the spring. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, Michael, speak. Scott. Speaking of spring cleaning. On Monday, I came home from work after a quick little run, and as I'm pulling down the driveway, I noticed there's a ton of toys out in the front yard. Brody doesn't have school on Monday, so I'm just thinking, he's been a crazy man outside playing. 
Well, uh, Monday's also trash day at the Bryant residence. So I walk up to the road to get the trash can. And as I'm walking up, I realize there are toys in the driveway. There are toys on top of bushes. There are clothes thrown all out through the lawn on the, on the sidewalk. It looked like one of those uh, old school country music songs where some woman's talking about throwing all of her husband's stuff out in the yard yard because she caught him cheating on somebody on her or something. So I walk in the house and I say, hey, kids, y'all better get out there and clean up this mess. What do you what is going on to where Winch Bailey says, daddy, it was like that when I got home from school. So I said, Brody, how did all these <laughs> toys and clothes get in the front yard? He said, well. Opened up my window and just threw them out there. <laughs> so I storm inside. My wife is in the shower. Got some podcast blaring. Um, but my four-year-old son, who was supposed to be cleaning his room during quiet time, decided <laughs> the easiest way to clean his room was to open up the window and just start chucking stuff all over our yard. Um so, needless to say, that boy got grounded. To which, when I told Thompson him he was, Brody. I yeah. agree. <laughs> when I told him he was grounded, both of my kids said, "Daddy, what's that mean?" Well, <laughs> kids, you're about to find out. <laughs> you're gonna learn uh, today. <laughs> it has been one of those weeks for for me and my four year old son, Brody Tucker. That's where, guys, Brody. innovation. I like it. <laughs> this is the same kid that one time he he refuses to clean his room, and so I brought a. I told him, I said, hey, you got five minutes. Whatever else is left on the floor of your room in five minutes, I'm throwing away. So I shut the door, go grab a trash bag, come back five minutes later. And he says, all right, daddy, let's throw it all away. As we're putting the stuff in the trash bags, I realize I, you know, got to be a man of my word at this point. He then makes the comment, well, guess my room's clean. <laughs> so this kid has a big aversion to cleaning his room um, and he is trouble. Yeah, but he's, I mean, clearly he's pretty innovative. So who knows what he's going to come up with? Yeah, he's hes going to come up with an aneurysm. He's got ways out of it. That's what he's going to come up with. Well, let's hope not. Well, good news is, boys, good times are on the horizon. It is Super Bowl week. Super Bowl Sunday's coming up. We'll talk more about how we feel about Super Bowl Sunday as opposed to a Super Bowl Saturday or holiday Monday. Um but we're going to be Super Bowl heavy this week. It's the last official week of football. Mm -hmm. Next, we're going to have to move into some NBA, NHL, uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. It, it's going to be a long couple of man, months. It's, it's, we're, going to, we're going to have to reach like peak offseason, man. Yeah. Just, just like, yeah. But Chris, I do have a bone to pick with you. How did you uh -oh. not mention that the NHL All-Star game was last week to us last year, last week? I I didn't feel like it was important. Uh, the Preds aren't really well represented at the All Star game this year. They're sucking terribly. Um, it's I'm just ready for the season to be over with with hockey. So that's why I didn't mention it. Well, it can't Although be over yet because we are on our way to Nashville in a couple weeks. We are. It is one of the greatest uh, All Star games to actually watch because it's three on three, uh, a 20 minute period. They have like the two Western conferences versus each other. And then they have the two Eastern conferences versus each other. And then the winner of each play each other in another 20 minute. Three yeah, on three is, tournament. So that is pretty cool. Sounds fun. You still have the actual, actual hockey. It shows off the skill of the players. You get goals. It's fun. How pissed are the goalies though? Oh, 
they give about 75% effort. I mean, they look like <laughs> me on the soccer field at Johnson Bible College back in the day. Oh, man, uh, that's a good memory. So they, uh, yeah, they don't, I don't think they're that pissed because they're just like, whatever. If I save it, I save it. If I don't, it's no big deal. So, well, my only comment I have over the, uh, the uh, NFL, whatever they call it, the Pro Bowl skills competition, which I normally enjoy. Did you guys see, um, Lamar Jackson in the skills contest throwing footballs. Uh, it was pretty accurate. Let me tell you that. He decided to enter why I don't know the accuracy competition. And Chris, didn't he have like a score of like four? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> like the dude threw the ball for 60 seconds. So you imagine he probably threw, you know, 50 to oh. 60 passes and hit the target twice he hit two targets oh out gosh. of like 50 you could have i mean <laughs> i'm sure there's some alcohol involved with that so i mean it could be some of it he could have thrown left-handed and been more accurate i'm pretty sure i mean the majority of those targets aren't moving um who was it was it edelman somebody stepped up and beat him uh some wide oh receiver stepped gosh. up and beat him right afterwards but it was pretty embarrassing it, it was I mean, it wasn't like he was close either. I mean, no. he, was, he was missing by yards every time. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But Russell Wilson, they did this new thing where they had like these three mm, panels. That was kind of fun. They had a defender in front of all the whole, like each wall has like all these holes on it with points and they had a defender in front of it. Russell Wilson, man, was throwing lasers and looking like he'd be looking at the, at the board to his left and chuck it to the guy on the right. And the guy would just be caught sleeping like, it was pretty amazing to see what a veteran quarterback as opposed to a rookie quarterback can do in the NFL. Concur. With, with that, guys, let's make sense of this Super Bowl we got coming up on Sunday. Higman, start us off. Prediction for Super Bowl, blah, 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 whatever number it is. Well, um, I'm thrilled that there are no New England Patriots involved in this game <laughs> so that's the first thing um amen yeah i gotta yeah it's i'm i haven't gotten a great feel for it yet looking at it but i'm leaning at this point i, I think kansas city wins um usually and looking at super bowls in the past when we have a dominant defense playing a dominant offense the defense wins you can look at Correct. Um, yeah, New England and the Giants being the most famous example of that, but also um, Denver and Seattle. And then a few years later, Denver and uh, the Panthers, with Denver being on opposite sides of those things. Um, a few haven't gone that way. Um, you know, Colts and Bears is the first one that comes to mind. Um, but usually the dominant defense does, does win. However, I – don't want to bet against Pat Holmes. The Chiefs, when they lose, they beat themselves, and um, I I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to find a way, and I think uh, San Francisco is going to be one-dimensional, and uh, I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown. I mean, to me, the biggest matchup is the San Francisco 49ers are going to try to play zone as much as they can on defense. Yep. The Chiefs have weapons all over the field. Um, I don't see any way that the 49ers match up man to man against them. I also don't no, know how you cover four guys streaking down the field that all can catch in traffic. Um, 
So I'm, I'm interested to see. There's been a whole lot of Richard Sherman trash talk about how he's a he's a zone cover corner. Um, he's not the Daryl Revis that follows the best player every play. Um, I mean, obviously Sherman is is really good in his you know for what he does, but he's a cover three corner. Um, Revis was better. Yes, I mean, as a pound for pound corner, Revis is a better corner, and yeah. I mean, that's not Pretty much terrible. Metric. Is yeah is oh I mean, yeah 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 agreed. Other than other than Deion Sanders, I can't think of anybody else I would even compare to uh, to Daryl Revis. Uh, but to me, that's Rod the biggest Woodson. matchup. Rod Woodson. Yeah, prime Rod Woodson. Yeah. Remember when he won the Heisman? Stupid. At Purdue. <laughs> 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 um, Chris, what do you think? Biggest matchup you're worried about or you're wanting to um, see? I, as you said, the, the 49ers playing his own defense, I I think they're kind of forced to because Sherman cannot match up with Tyreek Hill's speed. Uh, that would be just be an embarrassment. Uh, I think Sherman, when he came out of Stanford, he ran like a 4.6 or 4.7. Uh, and Tyreek Hill runs like a 4.2 something. So I, I think that's the... The matchup is, I mean, plus if they're in zone, Kelsey's just going to pick that apart. Like, I mean, yeah. you have Kelsey, you have you have somebody taking the top yeah. off, and then not only that, you have to uh, you have to at least respect uh, Mahomes' running ability as well. So, as far as that goes, I think I'm I lean Kansas City. Um, if the if the Forty ers are going to win, uh, I think they know they have to score early and score often, but they also have to create turnovers. So that that the right. four-man rush has to get to the quarterback. Uh, Chiefs offensive line's playing good, so it's it should be a good Super Bowl to watch. I'll just say, I mean, I'll say that I if I'm if I'm making picks, I like Kansas City minus one. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Don't know this necessarily even going to be close, but I think it has the potential to be close. Uh, just a slight advantage towards uh, Kansas City and over under. It's a fifty-four and a half. I think I'm going to go over. I think both coaches know they have to score points to win this one. Uh, that I don't, I don't, I think it's probably first team to 30 wins. Mm-hmm. And just, just doing the math on that one, I think we're going to hit the over. So Kansas City minus one, um, over 54 and a half. Those are my two predictions on the, on the Vegas odds right there. Yeah. I, at the be last week, I did not think the 49ers are going to be able to score or move the ball. Uh, but the more I think about it and the more I look at it, um, I mean, their offense is – it's not just a one-dimensional run it down their throat a la Tennessee Titans offense. They do have some weapons on the outside. Yeah. Um, but as the um, Chiefs – as the Chiefs' Frank Clark has said, 49ers ain't seen nobody like me all year. Uh, um, that guy. <laughs> Mercy. Well, Frank, I bet you got them shaking in their boots. Frank, uh, a defensive end for the Chiefs, who who is good, um, but he is not close to the best defensive end in the NFL. Um, I'm pretty sure Raheem Mostert would run right around him um, six times out of ten. So I, I'm expecting a good game, but I could also see if the Chiefs score early and often. I mean, if the Chiefs get up ten, I – this game is over. I don't see how the 49ers come back from that. Our two playoff games, the Chiefs so far, their best, what, they've had a, a C, like a, a two B games, right? 
Wouldn't you say? Because like, the other two yeah. teams they played have gotten up early and often. Yeah. And they put them both away. So, now granted, right. the Niners are better than the two teams they played, but. Oh, man. certainly agree with that. Yeah. I'd show for a fun Super Bowl. I, I, I really yeah, do like too. both coaches. I would love Andy Reid to win. That's probably why I'm pulling for the Chiefs. I feel like Kyle Shanahan will have more opportunities than Andy Reid will. Uh, I mean, you don't know that because, I mean, nobody knows anything when it comes to that. But um, just looking at the age of the two coaches. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Andy Reid, I think he is probably the second-best coach in football. And I think the ring, getting a Super Bowl, will will like cement that into place that he's the second-best coach. Well, speaking of the second best coach, I got a hot take here, guys. Uh oh. Coming into this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54, I think I slightly missed the Patriots being in the Super Bowl. <sighs> Go on. That podcast is, is over. Very hot <laughs> and very wrong. Yeah. Listen, very no, wrong. Nobody listen. agrees from you outside of Bill Simmons and guys <laughs> named Sully. Gosh. Listen, that's a terrible I, take, Logan. I don't care who wins this game. Um, at least for Patriots games, I have a rooting interest. It's fun to root against them. Guys, for the Super Bowl, I may show up in a Kansas City Chiefs jersey on Sunday for church and then wear a Jerry Rice 49ers jersey um, for the actual Super Bowl because I don't care. I don't know. It's fun to have a rooting interest in a big game like the Super Bowl. It's fun to have a rooting interest in the Kentucky Derby in the you know NCAA tournament. A rooting interest makes it fun. If the Patriots are in it, I guarantee I've got a rooting interest. Um, so I th- I, there's there's just something missing for the Super Bowl for me this year, and I think that's it. I think I, I miss not having somebody to cheer for or typically somebody to hate in the Patriots. If you're out there and you wow. feel the same way I do, hit us up on the Facebook page, uh, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts Pod, or on the, or on the tweeters. Um because evidently I may be alone on this. At Sports Nuts Pod on Twitter. At Sports Nuts Pod. I'm pretty get, sure you are alone with this outside of the state of Massachusetts, but whatever. I mean, it's I, I get like wanting to have a rooting interest and it's fun to have a villain, but it's never been fun to pull against like the Patriots. Just yeah. They they, they, they win manage, more they than always they win way yeah. more, you know, and <laughs> every Super Bowl they played, with the exception of maybe one is a coin flip last year was their most dominant win in a super bowl believe it or not so it's always yeah. down to the wire and you just know that belichick's going to figure out a way to win it and and i know we hated the ending last year but the game was was Terrible. pretty fun no it was awful yes. last no. year's game was awful but oh, brady it was fun that it was fun to watch brady suck the, brady was terrible in that game terrible i very much enjoyed that but golf was worse it was there not was good like, it was like no it was exactly competent offense it was it was belichick knowing that like i have to do very little to keep them oh, from scoring and that's sorry. what happened i yeah. was thinking of the atlanta super bowl i thought that was last year no Jeez. that was that was four oh. years ago was it that long ago <laughs> eight to three baby i have had too many concussions to count boys <laughs> um, you're going into so. protocol Logan. So, so I, I, I forgot. Yes, last year's Super Bowl sucked. Hot Take <laughs> Logan is retiring because we're going to make our way into making sense of some of these Super Bowl, Super Bowl 
prop bets. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's it's the best part of the Super Bowl. I remember last year we had to just pull out the old poker chips and start doing this because the game was terrible now that I remember it. Um, Super Bowl prop bets. If you're hosting a Super Bowl party, get you a get you a uh, a piece of paper. You can go online and find these things all over the place. Get you 10 or 20 of these prop bets. Let everybody fill them out. Put a quarter, put a dollar on these things. Have fun with it. Um they're prop bets because nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody, um, you know, it's just something fun to root for at a certain time period of the game. Chris, give us some of your favorite prop bets for, for 2020. Um, I'm going to go in a different direction than y'all two are going. I have a feeling uh, I'm actually going to go on the actual game, uh, rushing and receiving yard over and unders. Uh, for me, I think that's, that's a lot more fun. So first one, Tyreek Hill, over under 74 and a half points. Give me the over. Over 74 points. That's 74 a lot. and a half receiving yards. He's, he's my bad. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was going to score 11 touchdowns. Hickman was 30 minutes late to the podcast. That I had way too much alcohol. Carol Hickman, I apologize for anything I say the rest of this podcast. Not that Don't you're listening anymore. Listen. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so Tyreek Hill receiving yards over 74 and a half. Uh, I think he's a terrible matchup for Richard Sherman. Uh, just god-awful, terrible. And I think the Chiefs, I think Andy Reid knows that Tyreek Hill really needs 10-plus touches. Uh, I think the volume's going to be there. I wish it was total yards. I wish it would have ticked a little bit up, and we don't want total yards because he's going to get some handoffs, like little end-around kind of action. Uh but still, I think Hill has a big game. Hickman, what's um, one that you like? We'll just go. We'll rotate these in order. Okay, here. let's rotate. All right, uh, my first one, uh, Jimmy G passing yards. It's surprisingly high. The over/under is a two thirty nine point five. I'm hitting the under on that. Oh. One. <laughs> I think I think they. Th- there's a chance that it gets up there if the Chiefs get ahead and they have to just keep chucking it. But uh, I, I don't I, I don't know that he's going to get there. I'm actually going to disagree with you, Hickman. Yeah, I, I would. Think, I would take I, the over. I think he's going to – the 49ers are going to come out passing because I think they know that they can't just run the clock out. I think they know they have to score points. So Okay. But it, that number is kind of at the – it's at that range where you're like uncomfortable either way. I he feel he like. attempted eight passes last week. I mean, we know they've got to com- attempt a lot more. I mean, they're playing I mean, Chiefs. They're not they're playing. They were 28-0 at halftime. It was – Yeah. There's no sense. purpose. All right. First prop bet I love this year, jersey number of the first player to score under 26 and a half or over 26 and a half. Give me the over 26 and a half all day. Um, I assume the first touchdown is going to be a, a Chiefs tight end or wide receiver, potentially. Uh, what number is he? Where? What number is he? Where? 15 or something? 10. Like 10. Uh, that's not going to work. I'm going to need a Travis Kelsey touchdown then. <laughs> Good chance of that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I do like the over. I think, like Chris just mentioned, Jimmy G is going to throw the ball at the beginning of the game. Um, so we're not going to have to worry about a, a handoff to a, a number 25 or below. So first jersey number of the player to score will be over 26 and a half. Chris, what you got? Uh, next one, let's uh, stick with the receiving yards. This is one that, I feel like it's just going to be one completion is going to hit the over here. It's McCall Hardman over over 22 and a half. Um, 22 and a half is a very small number. 
he's got to average close to 20 per catch, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know he doesn't catch more than like two passes a game, but 22 and a half was such a small number. I was shocked that I saw it. I was like, oh, writing that one down. Uh, I, I'm i going over because, I mean, I think one catch gets him in the over. So <laughs> give me that one. Oh, good call. Hickman, what you got? All right. Uh, next I've got, will a team be trailing by 10 in the fourth quarter? And I think so. Oh. Yeah. I like that one. All right. Uh, piggybacking on Chris here. The yards for the longest touchdown over 44 and a half or under 44 and a half. Kansas City's got an explosive offense. Uh, I think even the 49ers can break a long run here. 44 and a half is really, really long. Um, yes. But I think, but I think I'm taking the over here, boys. I All think, right. I think it's, it's possible that we see, uh, uh, some 60 yard bomb or just some 80 yard yard breakaway from the 49ers to so give me the over on 44 and a half for a long touchdown. My uh, last receiving yards props. I got a couple of rush yard props. I like last receiving yards props is Hickman's boy, Sammy Watkins. Hickman, if yeah. you had to guess, if you had to guess how many yards that, that is, would, what, what would you guess over under is set up? Uh, 49 and a half. <laughs> Gosh, you were so close. 50 and a half. Oh. Give, me the, give me the under. There's no <laughs> way in hell that's hitting. He's a garbage wide receiver. Um, I thought his number should be closer to 22 and a half instead of 50 and a half. Here's to Sammy Watkins, 180 yards and three touchdowns, but I'm taking the under. That guy's not good. So I have a Sammy Watkins prop bet too. Oh, All right. love it. It's not because I think it's a great, the great, you know, pick, but the odds are incredible. His MVP, uh, Super Bowl MVP odds are 55 to one. You're wasting um, your money. Eggman. I'll bet $10 to, for that to win 550. That's my, I'll, be, I'll be your bookie. Send me the check. $10. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> promise I I'll pay wanna, out. I do want to throw this out to our listeners. Um, looking at the Super Bowl odds, like MVP odds. If you're interested in Patrick Mahomes as MVP, which he has a chance if the Chiefs win, just bet on the Chiefs straight up. Don't don't even worry about Patrick Mahomes MVP. Yeah. Bet on the Chiefs. That's my yeah. advice. The odds aren't worth it. All right, which is greater, the number of sacks in the Super Bowl or the number of touchdown passes this year? This is a uh, this is always a fun one because this is one you can track throughout the whole game. Um, I think I'm actually going to go number of touchdown passes this year. Um, I'm pretty sure all of Kansas City's touchdowns will be passes. They'll throw some little screen at the end zone or something like that. Um, and if this is a high scoring game like I expect it to be, I think the number of sacks will be less than five. And I think it's very possible we get five touchdown passes. So give me the touchdown passes is greater than the number of sacks. Um, my next one, I'm going to go with uh, rushing yards and over-under on that. So Raheem Mostart, his over-under on rush yards this game is 77.5. Uh, I think that's a pretty big number. I'm going to go under. Um, I think we mentioned it a couple times. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, he's he's super smart coach. He knows he has to score points. He's I think he's going to pass more. 
And I think it's a game that even if they go up 14 nothing, 17 nothing, I don't think he's just going to hand the ball to Raheem Mostart and just be comfortable with it like they were last week against the Packers or two weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I am I don't think Mostart gets that. Also, I think Tevin Coleman plays. I know he has a bum shoulder right now. It's a Super Bowl. I mean, he's going to yeah, get an playing. injection. Uh, he's going to play. And then they have Matt Breida also. So, I think they're going to uh, – Kyle Shanahan, love the guy as a coach. I think he's going to spread the ball around pretty nicely because, I mean, you have the three running backs. You have Sanders and uh, Debo Samuel on the outside and then Kittle on the inside at tight end. I think I think this 49ers are just going to spread the ball around, just try to just try to make eight yards, seven, eight yards a play, just to keep the chain moving, keep the clock moving. And I don't think that involves a run game as much as, as it did two weeks ago, so. I'll take the under 77 and a half. All right. So la- last, last one I've got is uh, Damian Williams, uh, longest rush, 10.5 oh. yards. I want to take the over. He's absolutely <laughs> yeah. busting a draw for a 14 yard. That does seem like easy money. He, a, he, he ran like a, in the four threes at the combine. Oh, uh, Good, good call on that, Hickman. I like that bet. That's, that's that was a good, good find. Boys, how many J-Lo wardrobe changes do you expect for Super Bowl 54? Are you talking about changes or malfunctions? Oh, oh I think the malfunctions will be less than nil. Yeah, there's not going to be a malfunction. That's Hickman, how, many, how many wardrobe changes are we going to have with J-Lo? Uh, two. Chris? Um, I think she'll have... One change. So, yeah. I'm with you guys. The over under is two and a half. Oh, under. She's not going to do enough songs to be able to change 15 times. What, what does she do? Four songs, probably. And like, let's be honest. How many changes does she need? Like, she's going to be out there sweating and dancing and like shaking that ass, wearing the same thing the whole time. Like, she may have, I think, one wardrobe change. Of what I would expect, but. If it were me, I would pound the under. There's no way she's getting over two and a half on on wardrobe changes. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, my last prop bet that I really like is Patrick Mahomes rush yards. I like the over of thirty and a half. We mentioned oh, that. Yeah. We mentioned that San Francisco is going to be playing zone. Um, San Francisco has been uh, most vulnerable when the quarterback has ran. Uh, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, uh, both teams played San Francisco very good four times, like twice each. Uh, I think Mahomes, I mean, if they play a zone, um, he's going to pick him apart. And he's just going to, he's going to get that first down when he needs it. And I think over 30 and a half, I think I like it a lot. So that's my last prop bet. Patrick Mahomes over 30 and a half rush yards. Oh, that seems like easy money. The guy's going to run yeah. eight or nine times. You tell me he needs to average four yards every time he scrambles. Well, just remember, he ran the same 40 time at the combine as Peyton Manning. So, <laughs> oh, all right. What color Gatorade will be dumped on the winning coach? You can basically pick any color on there you want. Um, I'm going with red. The Chiefs are going to win. Hey, if the 49ers win, what's the likely color of Gatorade? Red for both teams, uh, potentially yellow but I'm going to stick with red because red is such a better flavor than yellow. But I do remember uh, one of my favorite um, quarterbacks, Jared Lorenzen, RIP. 
when he made the mm-hmm. Super Bowl for the Giants, he announced on a podcast years later that he walked over to the Gatorade on both sides of the field and looked into it and then sent a text message to all of his buddies back home to tell them what color Gatorade the Patriots had and what color Gatorade the 49 or the uh, Giants had. So they only had two options to choose from. Everybody bet um, with the majority of it being on the on the – Giants color. That was great. Um, made That's his awesome. boys made his boys all kinds of money. So so give me red Gatorade because it's the best. Uh, it's, it's not purple, so whatever. Oh, gosh. For a guy, oh, I love me some grapes, some actual natural grapes. <laughs> Do not like almost anything grape flavored. Not for me. Okay. Too much right, robitussin as a kid. <laughs> All right, guys, let's chug, sip, or pour some Super Bowl. Speaking of Gatorade, Hickman, chug, sip, or pour Gatorade. I love Gatorade. I loathe that it um, supports the school in Gainesville. It was, however, commissioned by um, uh, Ray Graves, Knoxville native, Tennessee grad. So there's that. Uh, former Florida coach, but Gatorade's delicious. Like some glacier freeze is my favorite flavor. <laughs> I am big on the Gatorade zeros um, to the point that when I actually have a, a real Gatorade, it is way too sugary for me. I cannot do the regular Gatorades anymore. Um, so I'm going to sip the Gatorade because I do like the idea, but I got to stick with that zero cow so I can get my, my beach figure ready for the summer. Chris. Um, pretty much everything Logan said, I'm going to sip it. Um, I can have one Gatorade. Um, and I'm one of these people, I don't need 47 flavors of Gatorade to choose from. <laughs> Just give me three and I'll pick the best one of the three. I mean, yeah, yellow looks like piss. And as a kid, I always said it was piss. So I never drink it. Uh, purple. I'm good with red. I'm good with blue. I'm good with, I don't, I don't need 47 flavors. So I'm well, sipping it because they give me too many options. And as far as the zero goes, um, we only give our kid the zero because, and we even water that down because yeah. God, the last thing my kid needs is an actual Gatorade or Powerade. So I'll sip fun, Gatorade. Fun fl- fact, Chris, what you named were in fact colors and not flavors. Uh, that's true, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I do wonder though. What, I mean, Gatorade has like 18 different iterations oh, of their flavor. Like, yeah, there's six blues. And I don't understand what the difference is in all of them. Oh, they taste different. I mean, I, there's there's a, like a, a cucumber flavor green. Nope, don't like Lemon, that. Lemon pepino or something like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, too complicated. Probably for me. terrible. Yeah, we yeah, it's well something that's not terrible. There is a 16 year old from New York went viral as he decided the Super Bowl needs to be moved to a Saturday, so we can all spend Sunday recovering. Chris, chug, sip, or pour this Saturday Super Bowl idea. Chug. Uh, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that if they go to a 17-game schedule, they'll find a way to make that land on President's Day weekend where most people, not most, some people have off Monday already. Um, but this also works even better. I love a Saturday Super Bowl. If it's Saturday, I can get off work on a Friday. I can go to Knoxville or Kingsport or Charlotte. Watch the Super Bowl with friends. And Sunday, I can make the uh, semi-hungover drive home. 
and still make work Monday. So last time I actually tried to make a Super Bowl with the family, we went to Kingsport. That drive back, I was like falling asleep the whole way back. Like, oh my gosh, this is the longest way, like so far away. Uh, yeah, so anything that gets it away from a Sunday in which I had to work the following Monday, I'm chugging. So, Chris, I also had a hard time driving back from that Super Bowl. That was because I ripped my pants before the game <laughs> at McClure Boy's house. That was awesome. I was jumping off of something. The next thing I know, I looked down and from my belt loop down to my knee, all down my butt crack. <laughs> it was a full-on blowout. It was it not was, just a little rip. It was, you did it right. I was. It was, was wide impressive. open. It was before I even had any wings, man. It was. It was a sad day. Um, <laughs> so I have learned that part of how they plan on getting the public behind a 17-game schedule, because the players have already said they're against it is they're going to come out with a proposal to say Super Bowl would now be be moved to President's Weekend, so most people would have off that Monday. Um, I, it has my support. Super Bowl is practically a holiday. It's one of the things that everybody can rally around, um, even the people that supposedly ban the NFL and are boycotting and all that stuff. Super Bowl's got something for everybody. The halftime show, the commercials, um, you know, I'm a big fan and if it's on Saturday, I wouldn't even mind if they didn't start it till eight o'clock so I could put the kids to bed or get a babysitter and go hang out with my peeps. Um, so yes, I'm chugging, move that thing to Saturday. Let us all enjoy our, make it a Super Bowl weekend. Let us all enjoy it. Hickman. Totally agree. Chug on that. It's a Saturday's when it needs to be. Um, fun th- Story: The first time I ever uh, struggled post Super Bowl. Now you you always feel terrible on the next day, and even if you did not have any alcoholic beverages, you're gonna feel terrible because of all the food you ate and you know all that good stuff. So, so you're you're gonna feel rotten. So uh, Super Bowl 34. I was uh, what 16 or 17 years old. Chris, which uh, one was that? Yep, couldn't help you with that one. <laughs> Titans Rams. There we go. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, so, just don't bring that. Right, sophomore in high school. Terrible anyway, memory right there. Watching oh. the game with my with my high school football buddies, uh, Andy Hicks, our our good friend, um, at his his house, and his mom had bought like. Do, do y'all remember Schwann's frozen foods? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, yeah. so yeah, the truck that drove around. It's still Andy's, the drive around. Still, a yeah, thing, apparently. Well, it, not not here, but parent maybe oh. maybe still there, but. Um, Andy's mom bought like everything that the Schwanz man had like 14 different kinds of wings, frozen mushroom, like, you know, mushroom caps, just basically every TGI Friday's appetizer there could possibly be. I remember just, just a crazy amount of food. We all ate an absolute ton of it, watched the game. And then the next day we were all sitting around at lunch. Like all just felt awful. We had uh, weightlifting that afternoon and conditioning for football. And we're like, man, I remember three of us, our friend Brandon, Andy, and myself were like, let's, let's go home. Like, let's just, let's just talk to the school nurse and say we're sick and go home. So I go down to the nurse first and walk in like doubled. I was like, Oh, my stomach's all messed up. I ate some bad food from the Schwann's freezer yesterday. So the nurse like says, Oh, poor guy. Why don't you go lie down and, and feel better. So I go lie down in the, in the dark, you know, and just, continue to feel awful i did feel bad but definitely not bad enough to go home i just want to get out of football practice anyway our friend brand like brandy and brandy 
Brandon and Andy walk in, and Brandon's first. He's like, oh, man, I, we went to the Super Bowl party last night. I feel so bad. And she's like, oh, okay, no problem, Brandon. Come on, let's go lay down. So Brandon's on, on the cot here. And here's Andy. Andy's standing there, like, wide-eyed, just sort of, like, shifting his weight from side to side, looks happy to be there. And the nurse goes, so what's wrong with you? He goes, oh, um, s- same as those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did not sell it super well, at which point uh, she decides that we were all faking and needed to leave. So <laughs> Busted. I, I'm pretty sure we still all called our football coach. It's like, coach, we feel terrible. We need to not uh, not go to practice. So uh, anyway, that was uh, that was our uh, Super Bowl needed to be on on Saturday that year, too. So, Chuck. All right, guys, we got we got a couple more here. Chris, are you Chuck sipping or pouring Super Bowl commercials? I'm going to pour them and oh I'm I'm going to pour them because I get so annoyed whenever I watch the Super Bowl with people and and they think this commercials are the best part of the night. It just uh nothing's worse than that. So and I never watch commercials like like seriously if I'm watching TV if a commercial comes on I'm flipping it to something else. Like my ADHD doesn't allow me to actually sit through 3 minutes of commercials. So <laughs> I don't watch commercials normally. The Super Bowl, I, I don't care about commercials. It's my time to go piss, go refill my drink, go get more food. Um, I don't care about the commercials. So pouring them out. Eggman? I sip them. I mean, some of them are, are hilarious. I'm, um, a lot are disappointing, but, um, you know, a, a good commercial that's out of nowhere. I remember a few years ago. I think it was that one we watched in in, uh, in in Kingsport. There was that random commercial for avocados, and we were all just like cracking up because it was so clever. Um, so something like that. I'm I'm a fan, so I'll uh, I'll sip them. A lot are disappointing because I do have high expectations, and then you see some you know terrible car ad, and you're disappointed in it. So but anyway, so I'll sip. Well, you should have high expectations because these things are like million dollars for oh my gosh a stupid yeah. amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm chugging the Super Bowl commercials. To me, the commercials and the expectation is what truly brings everybody together to watch the Super Bowl. How many parties have you been to where people talk more about the commercials than they do about the game? Now, I care about the game, but the commercials are what allows me and my wife and our friends and their spouses Mm -hmm. and everybody to sit in a room together and have something to talk about. Um, It's not just watching the game. Um, so I'm, I'm chugging the idea of, of Super Bowl commercials, but there is this thing about the Super Bowl halftime show. Hickman, what say you about the halftime show? Okay. So I I struggle with this one because I'm somewhere between chug and sip. It's too long, but there have been some awesome halftime shows, uh, can you give me some examples? Chris, you don't like music, Please. so. All right. So let's go. Can we say the same thing, Chris? All right. Yeah. Springsteen at halftime in Tampa. That one was awesome. Uh, Tom Petty at the halftime of the Patriots and uh, and Giants Super Bowl. That one was fantastic. Um, I mean, some have been disappointed. Those, those are the two that I, I love the most. Coldplay uh, in Super Bowl 50. That was a great one. I, you know, again. Chris doesn't like Coldplay or, or music, so unless it's like they find the corpse of Waylon Jennings to stand up there and sing it, you're not going to like the halftime show. Michael Jackson in '93 when he was all over the place, he couldn't figure out what was going on. So there were a lot of great, there were a lot of good ones, and a lot that were disappointing. So 
I'm somewhere in between chug and sip. Y'all can disagree. Please go ahead. <laughs> well, I, thank Chris. you. Yes, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna pour it out. Um the the music they the music choices they decide on. Like why the hell is Jennifer Lopez doing it? Like what 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 is she like she's not even relevant as a singer as far as I know. Uh, that's my biggest qualm is is they don't pick relevant people to today. Uh, I'm pouring it out. Also, on the way home from work today, I heard an interesting idea. I was talking about how football should have a lottery, and they should have that lottery during the halftime show. That'd be way more appealing to me than than some musical act that I really don't give to you know what's about. So pour it out. I'm following Chris up on this. I know some people love the halftime show. I could care less unless it's Will Smith out there getting jiggy with it. Uh, <laughs> it ain't doing anything for me. If if Darius oh, Rucker man. wants to bring back the blowfish and have at it for a uh, for 15 minute segment, then I oh, may watch. Um, but uh, I I could care less about the halftime show. Um, people get all up in arms about what songs they do and who the guests are. I mean. More often than not, it is a terrible show. Hickman you two and oh one Lady Gaga a couple years ago, those were great. Yeah, don't remember either one of they were, them. They were about, uh, I know, I'm just saying because to me they're about as good as the random rappers that showed up in Atlanta uh, a few years ago. So I am pouring out the halftime show. That is when I refill my bowl, refill my beverage, empty my bladder, check on my prop bets. Anything but watch the halftime show. All right, last chug sip pour. The Waste Management Phoenix Open, the 16th hole, the Coliseum of Golf. Chris, where are you at? I'm going to chug it. Golf needs more stuff like this. Uh, just watching golf in general, it's not the most exciting sport. Kind of shocker, I know. <laughs> uh, but what makes it fun is having signature holes. Like you're talking about, like, that's what makes Augusta great is because whatever hole they're on, you're like, ooh, 12 Augusta, the par three with the bunkers long and short. You got to be precise. You have the water. Yeah. And you have the water in front also that Jordan Spieth hit into like four times one year. Uh, you just have iconic holes. That's Augusta. Um, iconic holes are what makes golf like so watchable for me. And having 20,000 semi-drunk fans – literally cheering or booing you depending on how good or bad your shot is. It, it brings, it brings some excitement to golf in January or February for this matter. Uh, I, I'm going to chug it. It's, it's nice. I wish, I wish golf was a little more. I, I, there's some tournaments that could use a 16th hole. Let's just say that. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm with Chris. I'm, I'm chugging it. When he put it on the outline, I had no idea what it was. It's a 163-yard par-3 course that has basically stadium seating around the entire hole, not just the green, but also the tee box. There is no standing in the grass anywhere. Every It's 20,000 seats. There's some boxes up there. There's a little uh, club where people can kind of hang out and watch TV all day. Um I don't know if it would go over on every course, but to me it is, you know, just in looking at it and stuff, it is a pretty awesome if you hit the green, they cheer no matter who you are. If you miss the green, they're booing no matter who you are. Um, it's got to be a, an exhilarating hole to play. 
Um, but I am, I am chugging the idea. It looks like a, like a whole lot of fun to just hang out there all day, wait for people to get to the 16th and just have fun with all your 20,000, your closest friends. Yeah, I checked it out too. I, I did not know what it was until you put it on there. Um, looks awesome. Um, I'm not a big golf spectator, but, uh, I think watching that would be pretty cool. All right, guys, we've got a fun bonus segment for you here on Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl podcast, sports nuts and beer guts coming to you. I don't know if you guys know this. We've alluded to it a couple times in this podcast. Hickman is a bit of a swami when it comes to Super Bowl trivia. <laughs> Hickman, of all your talents, which one? How how high up does Super Bowl trivia rank? I have very few talents, but uh, that's it's Super Bowl trivia is probably at the top of it. Yes, sad. Yeah, and also yeah. naming weird things about cars, but yeah. It's um, it's impressive. We've had a few people question us on the podcast when you throw out stats. If you actually are are know if you know this stuff, or if you're just making up numbers, numbers, Martin. Uh, Chris Did and I have tried. Tri- Chris and I have tried to make sure everybody knows that. No, he he, I assume knows this stuff because we don't look it up and we don't check this stuff. Um, so Hickman, you are currently not cheating. This is a closed book, closed internet test here. Yep, Chris and I have a couple of questions to ask you regarding the Super Bowl, but to let the listeners know that you are the Super Bowl Swami, who was the MVP of the first Super Bowl? Oh, Bart Starr. Also the second one. What was the uh, score of the game of the first Super Bowl? Uh, it was 35-10, Packers over the Chiefs. Do you, What do you remember about Super Bowl thirteen? 13. All right. That was at the time, that was the highest scoring Super Bowl to date. That was in the 78 season. That was the Steelers beating the Cowboys 35 31. That's one of those iconic image of Jackie Smith dropping a touchdown uh, late in the game. Uh, but yeah, Steelers won that one 35 31. Look it up. I'm right about <laughs> that, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you are. Look I, it up. I mean, it's, it yeah. baffles me every time we do this. Um, and then well, <laughs> who was the losing coach in Super Bowl 28? Okay, uh, 28. I got to count up there. Oh, that was the Bills. That was uh, Marv Levy. That was uh, Dallas. That was the second one of Dallas and Buffalo. Um, Bills lost. It was in Atlanta, 30-13. Um, to 13. Dallas won that one. <laughs> so, for the listeners out there, Hickman is our Super Bowl Swami. We well are going to try to stump the Swami with Super Bowl trivia. Uh, All right, I think Hickman. y'all are going to get some crazy stuff, so I'm not optimistic. Let's go. Chris and I have nine questions for you. Okay. We're going to start off with a, with, a, with a softball for you. Okay. Who performed the halftime show of the 2011 Super Bowl? 2000. Okay, so now here's one thing we have to establish. Was it the Super Bowl played in 2011 or the 2011 season? Played in 2011. So that was the Steelers and the Packers. It was the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Very good. Who was also joined by Slash, Slash and mm, don't remember who I remember Guns and Slash was there, but I don't remember who yep. else. Slash and Usher showed okay. up. But one for Hickey. Um in honor of Kobe Bryant. Uh can you tell me the uh MVP of Super Bowl twenty four? Uh that was Joe Montana. I think he threw five touchdowns in that one. They won fifty five to ten over Denver. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
Super Bowl MVP, uh, the MVP of Super Bowl 30 played in 1996. Super Bowl 30, uh, Steelers, Cowboys. That was Larry Brown, the cornerback who intercepted two passes from Neil O'Donnell. Who yeah, a big remembers? contract with the Raiders a few, a couple years later. <laughs> uh, I thought I might get you on that one because who thinks yeah. of a cornerback to win the MVP? <laughs> so this is the first one I think I might get you on. Okay. Um, what number Super Bowl is this going to be in Miami? Oh, hmm. it's going to be like the twelfth. It's the eleventh. Oh. <laughs> Stumped the Super Bowl That was one hell of a guess. I would have. It was close to that. Who has lost the most Super Bowls? What what team has lost the most Super Bowls? Yep. I think unless the Patriots have lost, I think it's four. Um, Hang on, how many has New England lost? They've lost two with Brady. There's Brady lost. No, New England's lost the most. They lost five because they lost to the Bears. They lost to the Packers. And then under Brady, lost to the Giants twice, the Eagles once. So the Patriots have lost five, yeah. The Patriots and the Broncos have both lost five. Oh, yeah, Denver. Yeah, that's right. Denver yep. lost four. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Okay, so my you bad. Got that one. Yep, you, yep. you got it. Okay. I just love throwing the Patriots. They suck. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> um, following up on my Miami Super Bowls, mm-hmm. can you name three of the last five quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl in Miami? Three of the last five to win in Miami. Whew. Okay. Um, Breeze won one in Miami. Um, Manning, won, Manning won one in Miami. Check. Oh, boy. Hang on. Joe Robinson. Steve Young. Check. All right. <laughs> but you want to keep going? I mean, you got. Oh, man. Before that, I think that's recent. And Young's in the middle. Young's in the lot. middle? Like the last two. So there was one in between. Hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. Let me try this. Ninety-five. There's one in between. There's one probably after. Uh, Elway in ninety-eight. Yep. Yeah, because oh, that was a Eugene Robinson night before in Miami with all that. What about uh, after after Young? The before last. Young, um, Doug Williams. No, that was in California. Um, oh, Joe Montana. No, yeah, I'm gonna do yep. Montana in eighty-five. Yeah, against the, the, the Dolphins. Okay. Um. Yeah, congratulations. And that's also why I went with the Chiefs winning because the last five quarterbacks are all Hall of Famers. And oh, let's be honest, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, is not going to be a Hall of Famer. So, <laughs> all, right. all right, Hickman. Yeah. How much does the Lombardi Trophy weigh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. Nine pounds. Ooh, close. Seven pounds. Okay, yeah. Speaking of how much stuff weighs, um,. Hickman, how much guacamole is consumed on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> Got him. Are we going by gallons or pounds? I don't know what the uh, what's the measurement. Pounds. Pounds. I'm gonna guess a hundred thousand pounds. Oh, you're slightly off on that one. It's uh, eight million pounds of guacamole. Whoa! Whoa. Oh my gosh! Whoa. Yes. Sign me up for that party. Eight million yeah. pounds of right. guac. That's what the that internet a, said. Is this way off on the world? One? Yes, I assume so. Okay. Oh my goodness, that is. All right, Hickman. Yep. We're gonna see if we can get you back on track here. Okay. Which was the most attended Super Bowl ever? That was. I, I'm, 
pretty sure it was the Jerry World Super Bowl, Dallas and Green Bay. Or no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. In Dallas, Pittsburgh against Green Bay. It was actually the 1980 Super Bowl in the Rose Bowl. The Rams, oh, the Steelers the and the Rams? Oh. Yes. Almost 4,000 showed up there. Okay. All right. Well, Hickman. What's wrong? You're officially missed four, but got five correct. Yeah. We will say you have passed this test. Barely. This is our Super Bowl swami, Matthew Hickman, Hickey Hickman. (laughs) This is the week he comes to shine every year, ladies and gentlemen, and you have been a participant. Thanks, guys. I've got one, you know, a few days a year, but I'll I'll take it. (laughs) All right, guys, it's been fun. Hope all listeners out there enjoy the Super Bowl. Be, uh, Be safe, but have fun. Uh, Super Bowl 54 should be a good one. This has been episode 25 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts.